Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Que Viva La Musica, the show originated by our dearest Vicky Sola. With Marisol Cerdeira, King Louis Vasquez, and today, yours truly, Jose Caldero. I have to commend my colleagues, they do wonderful, wonderful work. Uh, Marisol did an excellent job last week honoring the memory and the recent passing of uh, El Maestro Marty Scheller. And our dearest Vicky Sola is back on the airwaves. Yes, she is. She's doing online radio. Fuerza Gigante, back on the airwaves. I knew Vicky couldn't uh, sit there with her arms crossed. She needs to definitely be around the music in some way or form, and she's doing it her way. So congratulations to her. And of course, King Louis Vasquez has his show as well. Mundo Salsa Radio on Tuesdays. But anyway, so happy to be here. And um, I have a conversation pending. Someone's on the line. And as we hear the sounds of Mongo Santa Maria in the background, I have the honor of presenting a very strong individual, a very impressive and respectful woman in our community. Ladies and gentlemen, I have on the line an activist, an advocate, and a very influential woman, Debbie Quinones. Debbie? Hi. How are you? I'm good in you. I am ecstatic to speak to you on the air and express my admiration towards you and what you do, because you do so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Let everybody know a little bit of what you do, because um, I know for a fact that at some point you've been involved in so many committees, you attend many meetings, uh, you've received Lifetime Achievement Awards, uh, you've done Coquito, you've done this, you've done that. Tell a little bit. Um, yeah, so I, I was born and raised in East Harlem, and I served on uh, Community Board 11 for 30 years, where I was graced with the opportunity to learn from other strong women like Yolanda Sanchez and Marie Dixon, and it was a, a wonderful experience understanding the development of the community, uh, which prepared me for different initiatives that I was involved with over the years. And I've been on very boards, many boards, but um, the most important thing that I really appreciate is the opportunity to engage in supporting the arts, uh, especially Puerto Rican identity and the preservation of that. I'm with the Friends of Art Park. I founded a number of groups. Um, one of them in particular is Young Buck Sports, where our mission is to preserve old school games to reduce and reverse obesity here in East Harlem because my real job is that I work for the Department of Health and I initially started uh, with that in mind to kind of preserve the health of East Harlem and it kind of progressed towards looking at cultural arts as a means of doing that. Absolutely, absolutely. Debbie, as, as a woman, do you think, and, and you know that you're influential to many other women that look towards what you do, do you find it extremely challenging, or do you think women have already paved a way within the community to be advocates for others? I think that's an interesting question because I, um, there's always women that were um, pioneers in the movement of advocacy, in particular here in East Harlem, it was always women behind the scenes that got the job done. And now I think there's been a shift where women are now embracing the forefront of leadership, that they are 
um, open to mentoring women and engaging women in a way that empowers them, but also recognizes their femininity. Because at one point, there was uh, a choice where women were doing the women's activists, where they left their families, where they engaged in all this stuff. And then um, now I think that we're in a different place where we manage that a little bit better and we balance that out. Very good. Very good to hear. And you are also the only female on the 111th Street Committee. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's been an interesting, interesting experience, I have to say. Um, while I'm the only woman on the board, Marisol, Marisol was on the board as well, um, but we all worked in different capacities, and I'm really excited about that opportunity. And, and one of the things that I'm really excited about was working with them. We were able to name 111th Street and Fifth Avenue after the old-timers, um, and Charlie Candelario was able to see it before he passed, as well as his mother. And that was really a joy to um, engage in. Absolutely, absolutely. And we were all a part of that at some point, and we definitely are going to continue supporting you in, in this struggle. It's a struggle because it's not uh, a completion. It's always uh, in need of uh, updating, of continuing. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. I think that the old timers has represented the evolution of a community, the evolution of its people, and the commitment that they have to the preservation of that as the longest standing block party in Upper Manhattan uh, for 54 years uh, demonstrates that because there's different layers of, of participation where you may have started when you were little and then you yourself become an old timer or um, someone that's going, that's working with old timers, or it's just amazing um, experience to see uh, the the unity of folks and how we come together. Um, one of the things that I really enjoy is how the cluster of different blocks they they have their, they claim their space. Mm-hmm. You know, this is 110, this is 104th, and you know, ultimately we'd like to see how we can capitalize on that and and, and make it more of. Um, an experience where we can demonstrate and document um, all the stories of, of the entire process. Absolutely. And speaking of uh, documenting a process, there is an upcoming ceremony taking place on October 15th, and I definitely want you to detail the audience of Quevilla Musica of what is taking place, something extremely important in the community. Thank you for that. Uh, yes. Um, Jaime Maristani was a Puerto Rican photographer that grew up in East Harlem on 111th Street and Madison Avenue. He was the official photographer for the Young Lords, and he also documented the identity of the Puerto Rican community in a positive light in the 60s and 70s. Uh, He passed away on March 10th, and we are going to name a street after him on 111th Street and Madison Avenue at 1 o'clock. And it's going to be really powerful because, while. Um, it's going to be on the corner of 111th Street. As, I don't know if you know, but there's a lot of development happening in East Harlem. Absolutely. New buildings are going up and everything's changing. So there's a huge, massive development uh, coming up on that block. And um, it's great because when they look out the window, they're going to see his name. That's right. um, and they're going to say, who is that? So the concept of street naming is a way to create uh, community markers of the Puerto Rican um, identity and contributions to the city. Absolutely, absolutely. It's also bittersweet that Hiram was not able uh, to see this uh, during his lifetime. Did he have any knowledge of this taking place? Because he did so much. 
he, he definitely uh, was able to uh, be the chronicle of what was taking place uh, for the young lords and what was going around, for example, the occupation uh, of the uh, United Methodist Church, which is a people's church right in El Barrio, and also the garbage offensive of 1969. Uh, very important. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Hiram was always in the background, and he has been aware and have participated, has participated in um, street namings prior to his passing. So he was well aware of the importance of it and thought that it was something, like in particular the, the Young Lords one we named, and that one was extremely exciting. He was there. Uh, he took pictures. So he, he understood the importance of it, mm. and he, um, I don't think he expected to have one named after him, but I know that um, you couldn't, you could not name 111th Street and Madison Avenue with him, with him passing. You know what I mean? Because yes. it was just everyone knew that the Maristanis were from 111th Street. And most of his pictures, a lot of his pictures are from that particular block. Um, and it showed the thriving neighborhood. It showed the identity of the Puerto Rican community. And we're just super excited um, working with the family and the friends of our part. I mean, the friends of Hiram Maristani <laughs> was a group that came together. It was an ad hoc group that represented a lot of different groups in the community um, to make sure that it happened. And I'm grateful for working with them and being part of that process. And we're happy that it's actually taking place. Tell us a little bit about what's going to happen on October 15th. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting because the, black, the, the block has construction mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot going on that block. So uh, we want to make it um, very simple, very um, intimate. Not intimate. It's not going to be intimate at all. But what I mean is going to be the opportunity for people to speak, um, to share some stories, to have some prayer, to call the ancestors, to honor him, bless the pole, bless the space. But more importantly, it's an opportunity to kind of hang out with Hiram because the ceremony is not going to be that long, maybe from 1 to 2.30. And then we're encouraging all the participants to stay in East Harlem, to hang out in East Harlem, to visit different parts of the community and in fact that's the last day of the salsa Saturdays at the Marqueta. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of tell them, hey, go over to the Marqueta and get some salsa in because I believe that uh, Cita Rodriguez is going to be performing. That's correct, that's correct. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, you know, and go to the restaurants and just, you know, get a un cafecito or, or bakery. Just, just stay in the neighborhood so that um, they can hang with Hiram and that's the most important point. Absolutely, absolutely. Is Hiram's uh, uh, pictures available for the community to see? Is it uh, in the, the Museo del Barrio or anywhere close by that we know of? Well, we're, we're, we are working with some artists to maybe to put some stuff up mm -hmm. um, on the block, um, just like a pop-up. Um, there's also a tribute that was done by the Caribbean Cultural Center, which was amazing, that um, is a pop-up as well, that has his voice. And that was so powerful. When you hear his voice, it's just like, goes through you wow. um but in, in terms of specific places to find his work up now um i don't i can't speak to that right now but mm -hmm. who knows maybe somebody will put something up maybe you know they'll show the the movie the takeover which has his images absolutely um so it, it's you know we're trying to get that going but as you know coordinating these things are very emotional um and we just want to Make sure that the sign goes up. Absolutely, absolutely. And we will try our best 
uh, weather and uh, compromises permitting to be there with you and the family to support this wonderful, wonderful event with the name of Hiram Maristani on 111th Street and Madison Avenue. Uh, by the way, by yes, the way, I'm yes, sorry to interrupt, but no, by no, the way, no. the Mosele Barrio was in conversations with him about having a retrospective of his work uh, prior to his passing, so that may be something to look forward to as well. And the Centro um, does have some of his work, I believe, but, you know, you just have to follow up. Absolutely, absolutely. Debbie, um... We want to definitely have you here in the studio one day whenever you have some time uh, so you could just dabble in with music because uh, there's uh, no other way to learn about the things of the community than to uh, complement it with music and good company. So the invitation is always open for you to be here with us and partake with what takes place here at Quevivala Musica. I can appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And any other mentions, any other things that are necessary to make the audience and the community aware of? Oh, absolutely. Um, so the Friends of Art Park Alliance is dedicated to the creation of a cultural green space at Harlem Art Park, which is a hidden gem in East Harlem, located at 120th Street between Lexington and 3rd. And we have been, you know, creating different programs. And one of the things that we're extremely excited about is the Green Vibrations Latin Jazz Festival. That this is the third year, and um, every Sunday from now until October 30th, we're going to have live music. And this weekend is Eddie Martinez and the Cool Element Tropical Jazz. group and then next week is Bobby Sanabria. So we're super excited about that and the, the show should be about two-ish, so to speak. But most importantly, it's about utilizing the park uh, in a way that creates annualized events so that under the umbrella of gentrification with massive changes to the community, what we want to do is to create opportunities for um, the demonstration of our cultural arts. And I think that um, Working in the park is one of the things that is important, but also a way to balance out all the other things that are going on in the neighborhood because subconsciously people may be reacting to justification mm-hmm. um, and they don't even know it, right? So at least this can be something for their mental health, something for their cultural identity, and just to feed their soul, right? Absolutely. So that's why we call it green vibrations, um, hanging in the park and just going with the flow. Absolutely, absolutely. And you, you mentioned a very important point, that whole gentrification movement. It's definitely something to be concerned about. It's definitely a, a way to awaken the senses and to do something about it, to actually motivate yourselves to go to uh, your, the meetings, the community meetings, and then just have your voice heard. It's very important, extremely important. Well, it is, but it also... You know, it, you have to understand that, that people are just really surviving. You know, it, it, it's like, I ain't got time for that. I, You know, I'm busy paying my rent. I, I got to do all these other things. But, you know, it's something that it is important, but we have to also come o- over the concept of holding elected officials accountable. Yes. Because a lot of times people feel like, I know, I don't want to bother him. That's not the thing. You you should be bothering, but not bothering, but communicating. So that then when you see something, 
you can actually have a conversation with an elected official. And I'm grateful for the, uh, the folks here in East Harlem. They're very responsive, um, but we could do better. And I think that the way to do that is to create opportunities for advocacy, um, legislative visits. You, know, you don't always have to go up to Albany. You can create um, a legislative day in your neighborhood where if you're worried about this tree, Go talk to your person about the tree. That's right. Um, and and everything because we know that we are facing so many, so many challenges with various diseases, various addictions, um, various programs getting um, cuts in their funding. So it's like you have to keep an eye on it, but also do it in a way that works with you because you don't have to be appointed to the community board. And a lot of people don't understand this. Mm-hmm. You can be a public voting member where you can identify a committee, go to the go to the committee and ask to be a public voting member and be part of that committee and focus on that um, and not get caught up with having to be caught up in all the other stuff. Exactly, exactly. Debbie, how can people get in touch with you or find out uh, and remind themselves of these uh, activities taking place within the community? So we're on, you know, we're on Facebook, the Friends of Art Park Alliance. We're also on IG. I'm working on a website. I need help. I need help. I need help. Um, because uh, the strongest thing that we could do is ask for help. So Absolutely. we need help um, with everything. Uh, we just started up, but we're committed to the long to the long game. Um, and, and the other thing that's really important is that you can volunteer, um, and then you don't have to. You know, it's not a lifetime commitment. You know, because some people feel like, ah, you know, no one might go eso. So it's more about like you can do something for a collaborative project and keep it moving. Um, So so that's the most important thing. And if people want to email me, they can email me at drq104, because I'm from 104th Street, from Madison, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, drq104 at Yahoo or at Gmail. Vaya, vaya. Debbie, thank you for taking out uh, time out of your busy Saturday afternoon. I know that you were doing some constructive things around the home. <laughs> yes, I was cleaning my closet. I faced my demons. And <laughs> and I went in there, man, um, and it was powerful, but, but it, it's done. It's That's done. Right. So um, the next one is laundry. Oh, but anyway. You know, it's those little, those real sexy things that we have to do <laughs> to keep it moving. I like the way you put it. Debbie, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, community activist and advocate, Debbie Quinones. And remember, that street naming in honor of Hiram Maristani is taking place Saturday, October 15th at 1 p.m. on the corner of 111th Street and Madison Avenue. Well, let's continue with the music. Well, we're coming to the end of the first hour of Que Viva La Musica, and I wanted to do a few shout-outs and a few mentions. Uh, our we just spoke to Debbie Quinones, and she wanted to make sure that I reminded everyone that her partners, Alexis Sabater and DJ Agujita Raymond Perez, are founders of the Friends of Art Park Alliance. And she wants to thank them 
for everything that they've done. And of course, to each of you who've come out to help and support them, okay?